Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, research carried out by King's College in London has uh, some perhaps surprising but definitely disturbing results. About a quarter of the UK population think COVID was probably or definitely a hoax. About a third think the cost of living crisis is a government plot to control them. And one in seven, that's six million adults, feel that violence is a fair response to what they feel is going on. Brendan Kelly is Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College. Good afternoon, Brendan. Good afternoon. It's, but at the same time, it's fair to say that conspiracy theories have always been with us, going back... We've always had conspiracy theories. We always will. They fulfil a whole lot of human psychological needs and emotional needs. Most of all, they provide simple answers to complex questions and Mm. dilemmas and uncertainties. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to grasp onto something that is apparently clear, even if deep down we know it's not true. We struggle with complexity and meaninglessness and nothingness. And this gives us something to believe, something very, very tidy and something that can reassure us. We choose what we believe. We all do. And some people choose conspiracies. Yeah. So, but, so when you're saying we... At the same time, there's probably a proportion of people listening to us now who thought who think COVID was a plot. I'm guessing the vast majority of people in this country think it's not. So why do some people believe one thing, believe the messy truth, and some people opt for the simplest one? Are, are there factors those people have in common? Yes, well, people who believe in one conspiracy theory tend to believe in several. So they do seem to be a quite a sort of a, a set group of mm. people. And it's all to do with our tolerance for uncertainty. Some people are happy with and even excited by the idea of life as a sort of a random, meaningless amble through a vast existential nothingness that doesn't mean anything and is filled with ontological chaos. Other people struggle with that. <laughs> okay, well, that's you don't have to choose from either of these options. <laughs> so, if you struggle with that, you're going to start picking out small bits of small bits of theories that make sense within themselves, but not necessarily connecting with the outside world, as it were. And what's very important for those who don't believe in such conspiracy theories is to remember, you know, not to take them very literally. They're not they're not logical. We're not talking the language of logic here. We're talking mm, the language mm. of emotion, the language of psychological need, and sometimes the language of belonging, because belonging to a group that believes something uh, as well defined and something that sets them apart from the general population. Some people need that, whereas other people are happy as part of the throng. Yeah, the the the, the odd thing, and again, this is anecdotal, as you say. What and certainly we've had uh, over the years, people have contacted the show to say about a spouse or or a family member latched on to one particular conspiracy theory and COVID seemed to be a very ripe time for that. And once they didn't believe that, then it kind of, there was a domino effect where they didn't believe lots of other things. But there was, I can never see any common factor there from socioeconomic background, attainment, you know, educational attainment level, apparent intelligence level, uh, or, you know, because you might kind of jump to the conclusion, well, they're socially isolated individuals. In many cases, they weren't. No, that's right. There are very few identifiable factors in the individuals, but there are factors in the circumstances. This is marginally more common in men than women for some reason, but it's mm. not a huge effect, if I'm honest. And most of us can cite other examples. Um, what it does latch onto a bit is the degree of negativity bias in a person's thinking. What this means is we all gravitate towards dramatic negative stories. We love to catastrophize. Yeah. 
yes. small setbacks into into huge ones. And conspiracy theories really do that. So they're all negative in content. There has never been a conspiracy theory about a benign secret international organisation planting extra trees to save the planet or conspiring a plan to supply puppies to the sad children of the mm. world. That just doesn't happen. So the degree to which you need to amplify negativity, we're seeing this with AI a great deal now, as you know, large sections of humanity are basically running around shrieking with their hands in the air, saying there's a conspiracy for killer robots to take over the world. Some people need to feel that vicarious anxiety and that vicarious threat, not to experience it in their lives, but they do have a psychological or emotional need to hear it articulated uh, because they regard it as preferable to feeling nothing or to facing the existential void to which I referred earlier. Uh, and, and is there any particular reason why a, a lot of the time the, the, these conspiracist ideas seem to slot into a right-wing view of the world or quite an extreme right-wing view of the world? Well, again, it, that is partly to do with negativity. It's partly to do with the forming of cliques and it's partly to do with stepping away from reality. We know from any number of research studies that people with right-wing religious groups uh, views are happier than people with left-wing hmm. uh, views. And this is because people with left-wing views are unhappy happy with the state of the world. They want to change things. They're agitating. They're worried about the planet. And basically all progress depends on these left wing people and their continued unhappiness. However, <laughs> if you want to be happy, you need to pivot sharply in your political and social stances to the right, to the right wing. The more intolerant and bigoted, the more likely you are to live in a sort of closeted world where you will be happy in yourself, but you might make the rest of the world unhappy. Yeah. And, and you know, that would be fine if it was a tiny minority, but certainly the, um, uh, the the proportions that are cited here in this British study mean it will transfer into something in the real world. It will transfer into some, you know, elected people doing things. Yes, absolutely. Which is and, terrifying. And arguably it already has in, in various countries. So this is, not, this is something to be taken quite seriously, not yeah. necessarily to be taken literally because it's yes. not to do with logic. So, for example, all those people who said that the COVID restrictions took freedoms that they they being the democratically elected government, but that they would never give back. And uh, they, they did. Yeah. They have been proven logically incorrect. But that makes absolutely no difference to the belief because most of that conspiracy mindedness will have moved on to a new or a similar belief or will say that the giving back of liberties was itself a further conspiracy that further embeds the paranoia that underlines us. Yeah. So and, and, and for people who suddenly have a family member um, uh, who's gone down this rabbit hole as is the, the usual cliche used about it and they try logic and logic doesn't work in fact logic seems to make it worse and and it certainly feels like they've joined a cult or there is some degree of mental illness there is is that an unfair description of this given that you can't degree agree on objective reality at all. Yeah, well, I, I suppose the, the first step to take is do be logical and put forward in a quiet, gentle way, in a persistent way, the logical position, the facts. Don't expect too much to come of that conversation, but do it in a quiet, gentle way, because occasionally people might be convinced. But remember, this is not a logical process. This is about fulfilling other psychological needs, and it's about emotions more than anything else. Mm. It's about cognitive biases. So spending time with the person, doing other things, discussing other topics is what will ultimately dilute these beliefs. This is about behaviour. It's about belief. It's not necessarily about logic. Yeah. So is there is 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 there an emotional need 
Can you fill that emotional need in some other way rather than believing there's secret organisations running the world? Yes, you absolutely can. I mean, for example, um, if you have this need to believe in conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory, you you can find other ways to to, to do it. Usually what people require is an alternative, detailed, almost obsessional thing to think about. So maybe getting very, very deep into a hobby or something can gradually over time take the place of conspiracy theory mindedness. Now, this won't happen explicitly. You can't say to somebody, listen, why don't you do something else that's a bit like conspiracy theories, but not conspiracy (laughs) theories? That won't work. But a gentle nudging or encouraging of people in a direction into some similarly obsessional, all-consuming habit that's slightly more mentally healthy, that can work. But it takes time. Ultimately, you're not going to change people, but you can maybe minimise the negative effects of their yeah. conspiracy And, and y- y- the, the word is, is obsession a key factor here? And that certainly, um, and I can tell you this from my own experience, from people who contact the show, there's dozens of links to YouTube, you know, two and a half hour YouTube videos that... And the first bit yeah. of the fantasy is a seriously thing. I'm going to sit down and watch them. But but obviously they have. So conspiracy theories, a bit like delusional beliefs, they're a little different to regular beliefs. They are held with extra conviction and they are held with this intrinsic desire to act, to convince others, to tell people. Mm. Whereas a lot of us believe stuff and we're just quietly believing it. We don't feel the need to go out to make two and a half hour YouTube videos or let alone to send them to you or to send links to you. Um, so these beliefs are held with extra conviction and with an intrinsic need for action. And this, in some senses, comes from uncertainty. We convince ourselves by trying to convince other people. Yes. Um, So, you know, there's always a little bit of uncertainty in there in the conspiratorial belief. And the more certainly it's pronounced, the more the person is implicitly looking for reassurance. Right, because because there's an interesting one in that and and in in the mainstream media in general that, that you know, that there's um, from that sector would be accused of being liars. We're in the pay of big pharma. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Come the revolution, you'll pay a terrible price, this kind of thing. Now, but, but, and when these comments are aimed at everybody, pretty much who works mm. in, in the media, there's almost kind of an assumption that you agree with this, don't you? Um, you know this is really the truth. Yes, there is this notion that everyone knows and that that people aren't saying it, but this over-ascribes intentionality. We, you know, it is in one way comforting to believe there is an immensely powerful cabal that runs the world for its own ends. You mightn't be part of it, you might think they're ruining your life, but it's nonetheless comforting. It kind of suggests things aren't entirely random. It suggests that there could be a revolution and and when it comes, you know, I think I'll be in trouble and likely yourself as well, Sean. But, um, Maybe we'll share a cell, Brenda. Yeah, well, perhaps. <laughs> but the notion that the world is controlled in the, in this way uh, means it is controllable. It is reassuring. Yeah. Because people really, really struggle with this notion of randomness and they want to believe people are responsible for things. So this, you often hear this notion that, you know, heads must roll following yes. an event. Whereas, in fact, there might not be an identifiable individual responsible because life is this huge, big chaotic mess of random events and ontological uncertainty, existential nothingness and we struggle to live with that on a day-by-day basis. Uh, Chris says conspiracy theory is just a quick way to shut people up. Just because most people hold a view doesn't make it right. 
Well, that's certainly true as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, not everything is a conspiracy theory by any means. But certain theories do have the characteristics of conspiracy theories, particularly when there is no evidence to support them. There is plenty of evidence to contradict them. And the belief persists despite objective evidence against it. Excellent. Brendan, thanks a million for coming in uh, to talk to us today. That was Brendan Kelly there, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.